there, welcome to Jed Bangers Ball. As always, this is your host, Jed Mayhew. Uh, it's interesting, I, I'm, I'm just listening to Sacred Reich uh, album, Ignorance, um, on YouTube, because I was trying to fucking, uh, trying to come up with some heavy riffs, and uh, I heard someone say recently that... Uh, you just take someone else's fucking heavy riff, and then you make it your heavy riff. Maybe I said it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I was listening to Sacred Reich. I was listening to Exumer, who's playing in Ventura um, at the end of in like October or something like that. Um, God, who the fuck else were we listening to? Oh, Cryptic Slaughter, um, Testament. Uh, but today's guest is Mary Lattimore, who. Um, does not sound like uh, any of those 80s thrash metal bands. Uh, Mary Lattimore is a harp musician. Um, also a spooky a spooky instrument, though. Uh, uh, harp can be scary, uh, just as any, uh, you know, thrash metal solo can be. You know what this started out with was, um, and this is going to come out sooner than later, I've been working on with this other podcast, um, with uh, Tom Monahan, who is on an episode of Jed Banger's Ball, which I can't remember off the top of my head which number it, he's on, but he's a producer, and we've been kicking around ideas about sounds and things like this, and um, I have a very... I don't know if it's a secret. It was news to me. I, f- I found this tape um, that has a really interesting... Um, interview with a musician on it uh like a like an old bootleg and we've been kind of cutting it up and and so i've been kind of revisiting some of this i don't want to give it away it's coming out someday um but we've been re i've been revisiting some of the early uh early music of uh this thrash metal guitar player god uh and so uh anyways i was talking to tom and uh I've been going around town and I keep hearing the name of this musician, uh, Mary Lattimore. And uh, then I was hanging out with my buddy Tom and I said, oh, do you know this woman, Mary Lattimore? He said, I just was recording her um, with Meg Baird um, from Espers and Hair and Oblivion. And uh, I was like, fuck, I need, to, I need to get in touch with her. I want to I want to interview her because I, I'd been hearing her name so much. I saw that she was opening up for Ice Age and... I just was like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what her music sounds like. So I checked it out, and I was like, oh, it's it's like it's like harp music, which is I thought it was going to be like this kind of like gothy industrial harp music, but it's like you know pretty harp music. And so uh, I reached out to her, and of course, you know, once once we started talking, we realized we had a million of the same friends. Um, but she has an album coming out, uh, her own album. And, you know, as a former publicist, I know that whoever's a p- the PR person is going to hate this because uh, this, this podcast is coming out here, you know, in March. And the album comes out in May. Um, and it comes out on uh, Ghostly International Records. Um, but yeah, her record's coming out in May. Uh, but in, in the meantime, she is going to be touring with Ice Age, and she does have records out. 
so look her up uh, and we'll put the link of course in whatever Instagram or Facebook post you know that goes out on the line but anyways I don't want to talk too much more about the future or the past or what is acceptable to publicists uh, let's talk to Mary Lattimore you shouldn't be nervous I only have one pair of headphones but um, and I'm going to wear them just because do you like headphones or no? I don't care. You can it's tell. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I like to have it just so that I know mm-hmm. that the thing's actually recording. And um, so, yeah, I was just, I don't know. I've, I've been hearing your name so much. Are that, we starting the interview yeah, now? Yeah, we're starting the interview. <laughs> <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that way we can like laugh nervously at, 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 at the fact that we didn't know it was it was happening one of us knew it was happening oh well that's just how <laughs> I, I just you know i just wanted it, it to feel natural you know? <laughs> um we don't have to we can stop okay you want to stop done <laughs> no it's okay um i i was I, I just was hearing your name so much and seeing you playing all these shows in la and i haven't seen you play but just seeing your name on a lot of flyers and, and, and then and then I was over at our mutual friend Tom Monahan's house and he said that he had just recorded with you. And I was like, Oh, I just I've been hearing her name so much and, and then I was and I had checked it out and, and and I just was curious are you new to LA or did Yeah, I'm new. I'm how here. new are you? <laughs> um I moved here like last February twenty third. But I was on tour a lot after that, and then I also was gone because I did an artist residency over the summer for uh-huh. a couple months. So, I mean, I don't consider myself having lived here for a year quite yet, but, you know, technically... How do you feel about it? I love it. You like I it? I wake up every day. I'm so psyched. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sunshine. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I It's love hard it. not to like. I love Especially it. Especially because I'm from Seattle. Well, I'm mm-hmm. from Portland, but I'm from Seattle, and before I lived here, I lived in Seattle. I was with a friend of mine... Um, earlier today who's from seattle as well and we were just kind of talking about it and and he just you know he's like he doesn't like la oh he's like a seattle he likes the rain and he like and he wants to go back to seattle but he was also saying it's just like everywhere all these towns like portland or seattle or san francisco or all these these places have all gotten like super expensive to live at Mm -hmm. and and live in and i and i just feel like if i'm gonna live in an expensive city i want the weather to be good like yeah or, or what's the point? I know. I mean, I guess there there is something to be said for like that introspection that comes from living in such a cold place or a rainy place or like a sort of a a darker place, which I love. Like I've I've I lived in um, Rochester, New York, for oh, a while, boy, boy. which was freezing, yeah. and then I lived in Vienna and Austria for a long time. Oh wow. And how long did you live in Vienna for? For almost four years. Wow. Why and, did you live there? Um, I was a nanny and then I also got a Fulbright to be an English teacher there for a couple of years and then I also went there to study harp, so Right. Um but I then, love Vienna. The, we played in a in one of those weird um underneath like the train. There's those yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, those like kind of round mm-hmm. buildings that they I don't know, what were they originally? Oh, I have no idea. But they've they've turned them into shops, and they right. and also uh, they. Ha- I mean, I think it's an Austrian thing because um, I saw them in Innsbruck as well. Mm. But it's just like the train goes over, and then they have these. I don't know what even like the 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 round insides of the 
what is it a trestle i don't know what the word is but i guess and, yeah. and people like have venues in there they have mm-hmm. music venues and they have like stores and they have coffee shops and stuff like that right and then the train goes over you know what i i have never even thought about that as being unusual you're so right it's like having all the stuff under like directly underneath it like i mean i guess like for a music venue it makes sense because you don't really but you could Here, be in, but really, if you're in a coffee shop you hear the train going over right i guess so i just can't remember that being a, like an obtrusive kind of thing you know i think they have it pretty like figured out that i don't think the train is necessarily like going like super fast mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a you know a commuter train or whatever it's like, yeah. a, like a local little uh, tram or whatever but yeah but i think that um i don't think those were always meant to be i think they were probably part of the the, the train track or whatever it is i don't know i gotta I, look it up i gotta look it up too i loved austria though me too especially like the countryside and drive is amazing yeah and the people were amazing and um the people that came to our shows were really crazy there Mm -hmm. but they were like the skateboarding people yeah 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 and they were like before we even played there was like men in their underwear wrestling each other in like a pile of like spilled beer and beer cans before before the show I usually I usually <laughs> like that to happen about song three, but uh-huh. before the show. Wow. Yeah. What happened after the show? Uh, we left <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> one of the people in the band at the time was not like not into that, mm-hmm. and then like I was like I don't care, and then the other, you know, but uh, one one person who we were on tour with was really not excited about that, wanted to get out of there as soon as possible, and then we went to some couple's house around the corner, it was quite nice. But I love mm. I love Austria though. Yeah, me too. And when did you go there? I was there um, first to study abroad. I was there in two thousand, the year two thousand, and I studied harp there, and then I went back. 2002 to 2004 or 5 and then I went back in like 2008. Wow. So, on and off, but I have some really good friends there and yeah. I feel like I have it all memorized like um I used to sort of like imagine walking around on the streets before I went to sleep a lot when I really missed it, you know, just like uh-huh. sort of connecting everything together and I I really love it there. Hope to go back. Did you play shows there? When you were there, um, or you were just. Studying? I mean, I've been there on tour, but yeah. for the most part, I just rented this. I rented a harp by the hour in the back of this music store and just practiced back there. Wow! But for the most part, it was like teaching English and um, just hanging out, hanging out like right. really pretty seriously. It's a good place to hang out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that the that uh, before I went, I had an idea of what Austria was, and then versus like germany because mm-hmm. i think that they get lumped in together a lot and i find the austrian people uh to be a lot more laid back than the german people mm. in general it seems like yeah maybe and, so i don't know and i had like really like kind of friendly deep conversations with people in austria whereas like i felt like in germany a lot of people were just telling us what we were doing wrong oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I don't know. I can see that. I mean, it definitely, like, for all of its, like, gilded beauty and, like, austerity, it has this pretty great underground, Mm -hmm. you know, like, good scene, music scene there and um, cool places to hang out, good venues and, you know, the art art there is beautiful, but um, it's not, you know, you go there as a tourist and you see, like, all these, like, white building like very clean a very clean city but it definitely has more than that 
You sure, know I mean? sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was there for one day, so uh-huh. I, I don't know. But it, it definitely like was like, I remember when I was traveling over in Europe just by myself, and I, I always wanted to go to Vienna because it seemed so beautiful, and everyone said, don't go there because it's like expensive, mm. and you know, and you want to, you know, but but uh, having gone there to play a show, I, I thought it was a really amazing place and, and really amazing people that I got to meet just but super quickly, you yeah. know, and, and, and then in Innsbruck, we've been to Innsbruck a couple times. And, oh, cool. And the people in Innsbruck are so great, too. And mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's just, it has a, I don't know, more of like a DIY community mm-hmm. versus like what Germany felt like. Even though Germany is amazing, but yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's just, they're, they they just have it, they're more pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I can see that for sure. And it has like that sort of melancholy, like poetry to it, too. Yeah. Like dark coffee houses and sort of like, yeah, sort of a sadness yeah, there. it's I interesting. Really love it. yeah, yeah, I really like it too, and, and I like the um, the Gruner wine as well. Oh yeah, there. yeah, delish. Yeah, delish. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so, 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 but starting out, you 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 grew up in Philly though. No, I grew up in North Carolina. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I I thought you were from Philly. Though. I did. You lived there for a while. I lived there for almost yeah. thirteen years. How long so. did you live in North Carolina for? Hmm. Until I was until I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to college in Philly? No, I went to college in Rochester. Ah, Rochester, the cold place. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that since it since like it was in New York mm-hmm. state. Right. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like New York. I thought when I was a kid and I lived in in Portland, Oregon, I thought Palm Springs was like a tropical place. <laughs> right. <laughs> it makes sense. Someone told me their, their mom lived in Palm Springs. I was like, oh, cool. Like, does she Beautiful. like surf? And like, you know, what is she like? Oh, man. Like, oh, she's on the beach all the time. Like, that sounds so cool. Yeah. And then people are like, no, it's like, it, it's a weird desert town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas is Rochester is like near Buffalo, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's God. Western. But I loved it too. You know, it had a poet a poetic sadness. Too. Well, upstate New York <laughs> is beautiful, but the, mm-hmm. the snow part I don't know. Yeah, the snow part. I mean, that's why I moved to LA. Basically right. it's so I could just be warm in the beginning of March, like today. Mm-hmm. Wearing T shirts. It's beautiful. It's only been cold like the last couple of weeks, but before that it was like amazing. The here cold for, is like forty I know, five fifty cold. degrees. It's not cold. It, yeah, I know. It's not cold. It, it was cold. I went yeah. surfing yesterday and the water oh, was nice. cold. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 what so what school did you go to in rochester i went to eastman school of music it's a music conservatory and what were you and you were studying harp harp yeah so how did you get into the harp then because that's not uh the easiest instrument in the world no my mom is a harpist really so yeah i grew up with it and it didn't make you want to like fucking plug in a guitar and not play harp no it definitely like you know my mom of course she made me take harp lessons when uh-huh. <laughs> i was 11 and um then you know like i got better at it and um the better you get at something the more you want to do it so it felt like i was making it my own thing eventually and she plays harp professionally that's what she does mm-hmm. in, in in north carolina yeah for like the orchestra mm-hmm. or, yeah we um i'm from Asheville, north carolina oh, yeah, beautiful too i'm sure you've been there yeah it's right? great um but she's played with Asheville symphony for you know since she was 25 so wow. She just recently retired, but she's still substituting there. Um, but that's like, that was her, that's her main thing. And she does weddings and stuff. She's oh, like wow. a road dog. 
yeah kind of style cool. <laughs> so when you into so you always had she always had a harp in the house and, mm-hmm. like, and then and then she asked you to pick it what would what did you say i said i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was 11 so i said okay this is just something that's like in my life right you know but then i guess i got more serious when i was in high school and i was playing like recitals and things and I mean, I guess I thought it was kind of annoying to have to like, okay, get ready for the prom in the McDonald's bathroom after playing a recital, you know, like nerdy stuff like that. But at the same time, um, it's cool to be into something that nobody else is, Yeah, you know, in your school. It's like, I always like, I always sort of uh, admire like drummers or things or to me, instruments that I, because I play guitar, but like drums are so foreign to me or like, an, a, for instance, a harp would be so, but just, uh, I always admire those instruments, but then I always think like, oh, it must suck to carry them around, like to lug the the harp around. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you're in a band, like you just throw your guitar amp in there or whatever, yeah. but you can't just like cram the harp into the back of a Honda Accord. No, it's in the back of my car right now. It is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in the trunk? <laughs> in the trunk. Well, I have a, like a Volvo. It's, okay. Oh, um, one of those like station wagons. Yeah. So it just lays down. In uh-huh. The- it lays down flat in the back. And I mean, I've gotten so used to it. I have a system. Right. Do you take your harp with you when you're on tour? Do you rent yeah. them? You take it with you? I take yeah, it. I you, drive. You drive it. Myself. Nice. By myself. It's just you. Just me. When you tour, you're just you're just yes. by yourself. Mm-hmm. I, that's that sounds amazing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I Priceline, you know, Priceline Express deals. Yeah. That's what I do. I do that last minute, stay in a nice hotel. The thrill of like getting a five-star hotel. Right. For you know, like for under nothing. 100 bucks or something. I love it. It's yeah. like one of the greatest thrills. It's probably just like your game, your everyday game. Love it. Yeah. I could see that being... And like, you know, listening to a lot... I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of music and hang out. Um, you don't ever have like a buddy come along? Sometimes I do. Yeah. Or somebody... Like if I'm opening for a band, like somebody from the band will like sit... You know, right. they'll be tired of like being in the van sure. with their bandmates and be like, I'm going to ride his hair. <laughs> I'm going to go ride with the harp woman uh-huh. and you guys can like all argue over like whatever <laughs> this fucking... And be in this gross van. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of the luxury... That's cool. Um, so, uh, so I do want to get to Philly because that's kind of how my sort of finding out about you is through Philly. Because mm-hmm. I, for me, when I, I when I was living in Seattle and I was working in music, my sort of first uh, inkling of of Philadelphia music wise was like Espers. Oh yeah. And I remember uh, that band, and I remember uh, they were kind of playing. With some of the bands that I was like sort of following at the time or people that I knew, um, like Devendra and who I'm trying to, I'm supposed to interview him tomorrow, but I don't know where the fuck he's at. Um, he was sick apparently. Mm. Um, but those guys were like kind of the first, my first like inkling of like Philadelphia music. So how did you get to Philly? Well, that's how I got to Philly was through, um, well in Rochester I met. Greg Weeks from mm-hmm. Espers and okay. Otto Hauser, the drummer. Yeah, from Otto. Yeah. Are you guys buddies? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he stayed at our old house before. Uh huh. Yeah, and, I love him. And uh, do you know Kevin Barker? Then yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, and he stayed there too. Everyone mm-hmm. stayed at the old house. We had in Echo Park. We had like a a basement uh, like apartment, and everyone oh, everyone cool. stayed there at some 
some point, you know. Awesome. And then, and then, wasn't there Chris was from Espers? Chris or? Smith yes. was in Espers. Yeah, I think that was the guy that I met years ago. Mm-hmm. First, per, first person I met. Gotcha. Band, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you went, you followed those guys? Well, no. So I was living in Vienna. My my visa had run out, and so I had to move back to the U.S. And I was like, okay, this is time if I want to play a harp. Um, this is like time to get things started, you know, not just like drift around in Vienna, just having fun mm-hmm. with like renting a heart by the hour, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> time to get serious. And so, um, my really good friend, Ali, she was teaching English in Turkey and her, um, her visa had all, re- all at the same time ran out. So, um, had also run out. So the two of us were like, let's get, let's move somewhere where we know a few people and, um, we chose Philly. What year like was Fish this? Fishtown. This was 2005. Okay, yeah, Fishtown. Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew Otto and Greg already, and so they right. sort of introduced and me. And I knew, like, people. Arthur Magazine was around. Yeah, with Laris. Yeah, yeah, Lar- yeah, yeah, Laris is my really good buddy. No, he's my really good buddy. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. didn't know. I'm oh, going to text awesome. him after this. The last yeah, time we too. played there, we uh, <laughs> we stayed at his house. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him so yeah, much. Yeah, Laris is sort of the connector Gotcha. Of a lot of people, like in Arthur Magazine. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in the world. Yeah, He's just for sure. like the kind of guy that everyone loves, and like he's, a, he's an ideas man. <laughs> he's an ideas man. <laughs> One of the ideas he gave me a while ago uh, was uh, New Edition with New Edition. It was a reality show where New Edition came and, and helped build uh, and, and like a, your gr- a new gr- garage, <laughs> or you had like you just had a baby, and so then Bobby Brown was going to help like knock down a wall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's Lars Kresslin's. Yep. Idea. Have you ever met his brother, Kristaps? Uh, I don't think I've ever met him, but he lives in Latvia. Yeah. Yes, we've we've exchanged emails because I I wanted to go play there, mm-hmm. and then I realized how far away it was from <laughs> everywhere else mm-hmm. in like mainland Europe or whatever. And also, it was like you know, I can give you 200 bucks and you're going to drive like three days to yeah. get here, you know? So it's worth it though. I would love to go. I think, I think, I, I don't know if I'd love to go there with a band. I think, mm. that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah, unless everybody was like really game to do so, because you know, you've been in these situations before and you're just like trying to gauge the temperature of the room and like, you know, is everyone here really into this <laughs> like 10 hour drive for mm-hmm. no money or is it just, am I the crazy person? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a way that you can make money, like figure out how to play a festival or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always... You yeah, know, there's a hustle. Someone, someone has to care, there's but you know, there has to be a reason to do it. But I would love to go to... I've never met Chris Stapps. I've heard tons of things. Have you been to his I just bar? went to Latvia. Oh, wow. And I played there for a festival. At his bar? Which is why oh, I'm saying that. At a festival. Um, at a festival a couple months ago. It and you was, went to his bar? I went to his bar and he was like our... My bandmate, I have a band with this guy jeff ziggler and uh-huh. he plays synth um and we just went to his bar a bunch and we just hung out with him and he was like it was just like hanging out with laris yeah but in lap yeah that's amazing it was great i it's so funny i i've just i've heard so much about him over the years through laris and through a, through another friend of ours chad who lives up the street actually who's from philly and then another friend of ours brendan who's also from philly and lives who are the, these people do i know them uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you afterwards if okay. you do know these people because if not, then people are just like, what the fuck are these <laughs> people talking about? Do you know this person? Like, to... yeah. But <laughs> I think people maybe know Laris or whatever through yeah. through Arthur or like Jay or whatever. Um, but uh, uh, they talked about him so much over the last ten years that I mm-hmm. feel like I know Chris Stapps, but He's I don't great. think I've ever <laughs> met him before. Yeah. So you moved to Philly to to to, to hang out and do music stuff, mm-hmm. and that's. Um, 
Yeah, so. And Lars used to have a thing called Move to Philly. That was his thing. Where he was trying to get people to move to Philly and move away from New York. Right. Yeah. And it worked for mm-hmm. better or for worse. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of New Yorkers in Philly now. And here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would move too. Yeah. Exactly. If I were them. I know. Well, it's just, yeah. So you moved to Philly, or and yeah, you moved to Philly and to, mm-hmm. to do music stuff. Yeah. And... I lived there for almost 13 years. I became really close with Meg from Esper's, Meg uh-huh. Baird, and yeah. that's how I met Tom. Yeah. It was like Meg and I are working on a record right now. Well, that's how I a heard about it. I, that's how I heard your name for, for the 20th time, because I was at Tom's, and we were talking, we were kicking around ideas, and he said, oh, uh, Meg was just here uh, mm-hmm. with Mary, and they just recorded, and it's really cool. And I haven't heard it yet, but I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Um, so you met her in Philly then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we became really close. Espers was around at that time, 2000? Yep. Yeah, they were around 2005, mm-hmm. yeah. And Brooke, also from Espers. Like, all those guys mm-hmm. I became really close with. And, um, yeah, the music scene, especially around then, was, like, really vibrant, really exciting. Yeah. I mean, it is now, too. It's just a great music place totally. to live, you know? I, I feel like that's, that's one of those towns that uh, it still feels the same as an outsider Mm -hmm. but i go back to i go back to portland and i go to seattle and i even go to like tucson or something and i go wow these places have really changed a lot and philly to me still seems kind of the same but Mm -hmm. but i'm not i'm not an expert on it so i don't know how does it feel to you when you go back there when i go back there i mean it's it's pretty heavy you know because i just moved away right so it's pretty heavy but it also feels kind of just rapidly gentrifying to an extreme um like Fishtown now is not like a, you know, artist zone. It's like definitely pretty frat boy. Right. <laughs> well, my friend's daughter just moved here from Philly and she worked at Urban Outfitters for a million mm-hmm. years. And I remember that was the other thing was I remember because I was working at Sub Pop in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And one of the first kind of like corporate sponsorship ideas for music that I ever kind of came in contact with was Urban Outfitters used mm-hmm. to do all these uh this guy drew i'm sure yeah, yeah drew scully yeah so he used to put on all these shows at like south by southwest and they'd mm-hmm. be all it's like the urban outfitters lounge you know yeah, but yeah. they were like the first people to do that oh wow it seems like mm. uh i started going to south by southwest in the late 90s and like they were like the first like i was like oh they're sponsoring this show mm-hmm. but now it's like doritos you know it's like everything now it's like chilies Oh yeah, I've never been there. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't. It's I, I don't need to go back for a while. It's just gotten so insanely out Chili's. of control. Yeah, or whatever it is, you know. But it, Urban was like the first people that ever did that. So you're in Philly. You're playing music with Esper's people. Is that what you're doing, or what were you doing? No, not really. Just I mean, hanging out. Just hanging out. Yeah, making friends. Making friends. I I started working at a record store. I worked at a record store there for eight what years was it called? it's called aka music okay downtown okay. it was an old city it's like right across the street from benjamin franklin's church where he's to go you know just like an historical sure part of town that was great worked there for a long time um played a bunch of music just um were you playing harp at this time yeah but were you playing in bands or mm-hmm. were you, what were, do you play I, any other instruments i play keyboard a little bit okay but, you were playing harp like in a band. Yeah, well, diff- with different people. Right. I played with Kurt Vile for a little while and like right. became friends with him. And um, I fir- my first band ever was like a this project called the Valerie Project, mm-hmm. and um, 
we came up with an alternate soundtrack for alternate score for um, Valerie and her Week of Wonders. Do you mm-hmm. know that? It's a yeah. Czech New Wave film. Sure, yeah. So it already has this beautiful score, but we came up with like a, a second score for it just for fun. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like members of Esper's, like Greg Weeks, and then also this woman for Saxa. And like, you know, it's like a 12 person orchestra right. kind of. Um, it was pretty incredible experience. We took it um, around. We had the original print from the archive in Czech Republic, uh-huh. so that was the only print. Oh, wow, yeah. They gave us the only print of the film. Right. So we took it around with us, and um, we played it all, you know, in, in at like MoMA, places mm-hmm. like that in the Did U.S. Did you play out here as well? Or? We played at CineFamily. Okay, yeah, because uh-huh. you know what? I, I swear I, I didn't see you guys do that, but I saw... I, I think I was at Cine Family and I saw like a, one of the like trailers saying that yeah. it was like an upcoming event or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think I remember being like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. It was really yeah. fun. It was like, yeah. you know, a limited thing. It was sure. like just supposed to last a certain length of time. Mm-hmm. And the, the record got put out by Drag City, which was really cool. So mm-hmm. that was like the first band that I ever played with. Like first time I ever wrote parts besides, um, you know, playing classical music. So right. that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that because I mean, I I don't I don't know anything about harp at all, and I don't know if many people do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you find that like people don't really understand like anything about? I'm like, really the glad tuning? you're glad about. I that. like for people not to understand how it works, right? Because then That's I don't have cool. to. I don't have to be the best in the world. Right. I just have to like <laughs> play something that no one knows anything about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a really good idea. Right, I really just like learn that. something weird. Yeah, and then yeah, no, just... I did. That's really. <laughs> I know. I want to. I'm, sometimes I'm like, fuck. I should be like a really good harmonica player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not that there aren't. Be, I'm sure that I'd never be anywhere close to the best, but I feel like it's easy to travel mm-hmm. with. <laughs> um, so I was so okay. So that's what I want to get at is like the tuning for like a harp, for instance. Is there like a standard harp tuning? No. Okay. <laughs> so it's like a piano, like right. the white keys on the piano. Right. So you said it. There's seven pedals on the pedal harp, mm-hmm. which is what I play. Mm-hmm. C pedal, D pedal, E pedal, F pedal, G pedal, A pedal, B pedal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's three notches in for the pedals. So there's flat, natural, and sharp. Mm-hmm. And so the when you have it all set and natural in the middle position, then sure. it's like C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Right. You know, just like... Like it's major forty-seven strings, chords yeah, chords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just major, like C major scale, right? And then depending on how you set the pedals, like you could make, you know, all the different scales, and then you can also set like enharmonic equivalents. So you can. Does that make sense? So you can. No, like, none of this makes sense. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like a nerd. <laughs> You're just going on and on. You're just like letting me be a dweeb. <laughs> No, I think what I was, I think what I was, what I was getting, that's never going to make it, it's not that you're a nerd, it's just that I'm fucking, I'm not very smart when it comes to like music and notes and things like that, you know, it's just like punk rock kind of stuff, but like, I guess when you're playing with other people, is it like, do you have to explain to them what you're doing for, for it to match up? No. No. You you can figure it out. Just figure it out. You don't have to. You don't have to tell them to do anything differently. You no. can. You can. So, but you. So then you're a nerd. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can understand what's going but, on. See, I don't often like talk. Keep talking about how I'm doing it. Right. So I just I'm quiet. I right. figure it out. I just figure it out. Gotcha. 
So, okay. But do you ever say you have a, you have a piece of music that you wrote for harp and someone wants to come, do you ever want someone to come play to that? Or is that too difficult yeah, to yeah, explain? Yeah. So how, how, how would you explain it to someone that's going to come play guitar on your harp song? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess I just like assume that they'll figure it out. I don't know how a guitar works. And right. so okay. I assume that they do and they'll just like listen and they'll hear it. So when you're getting I. together with these people like to, to do the Valerie project and stuff, mm-hmm. you just you guys just get in the room and you start playing music. And, and, and as a harpist, you can you can play with other people and it's not a it's not yeah. weird. OK, that's how reti- not I mean, that's how stupid I am. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I just I can't no. I can't wrap my head around I mean, that's like partly what I'm trying to do with my whole life is like, you know, show people that this instrument isn't like precious and delicate and like, uh, you know, like too, too fancy or something like too strange to like collaborate with other people. I mean, sure. it's the same as a guitar or a piano or whatever. It has the same right. notes and just has like a different tone to it. So when, so when you're, when you're playing harp and, you know, and I think when I first I started listening to your music, you know, I, I was listening to it online and uh, looking up the different records and stuff like that and, and look, watch, listening on YouTube and things like this. And I think I expected it to be like this kind of like indie rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I was just like, because, well, like, for instance, you were playing with Ice Age, you know, mm-hmm. um, who I really like that band. And and uh, I saw them play like their first shows in L.A. and and. I I just was I was expecting it to be like I was like I don't know I thought it would be like Arcade Fire or something. Oh yeah. But then like I, it's just harp music. <laughs> but like but I like mean, really not... interesting though. Thank you. No, of course it's no. not. Just harp music. No, I just meant it's just you and a harp. It's not <laughs> mm-hmm. like I expect. I don't know. I thought that like I just figured it was like some sort of steampunk thing. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying though. As an outsider, yeah. as someone that doesn't understand it, obviously steampunk. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's horrible. That's, that's my like, nightmare. No, I think of like indie rock or whatever, and like mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to be at all insulting. I'm just trying to understand it because I was really pleasantly surprised at how it was. Like you obviously have like some delay pedals and things like mm-hmm. that that you're running it through, but just like how I was like, oh, this is like this is what I wanted it to sound like. You know, I, I was I was I was setting myself up to be like, oh, here's another like gimmicky thing. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, it, and it's really beautiful. And, 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 and I don't know. I, people should listen to it. I just, I was, I was really surprised in a good way is what I meant. <laughs> so for you, like when you're recording this stuff, like you're miking the harp or how does that work? Um, I have a pickup in okay. there. Oh, it so it's like, yeah, it's like four, um, you know, the harp is hollow. Uh-huh. So it has four contact mics stuck in the back, in like the hollow part in the back. And so... Did you put those just, in there? or did it, what, I put them in okay. there. Yeah. But it's a pickup. You know, it like te- it has instructions like oh, okay. how to For glue it in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, so then it has like a jack. You know, it's just like a normal thing that sure. you can plug in yeah. to stuff. And yeah, I, I mostly use that Line 6, the DL4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one that ev- everyone has, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's so but cool. I... um. Yeah, I loop it. That was like the first kind of affordable, like good sounding, like digital delay. And then it had the looping function in it, you know? And so mm-hmm. I remember when those came out, it was like a big deal for a lot of people. And then I just read something recently about how like that, that pedal is like 
what shaped a lot of like the music that were kind of like that mm-hmm. became popular over the years since it was released. And also, it's just funny because that that company Line Six is sort of like not cool, right? You know, like yeah. they just make like uncool stuff right like if you show up and you're the band and you're like oh where's the amps and they're like we have all these line sixes you're like oh no yeah no i know guitar center of Mm -hmm. but they but those that specific thing yeah is really cool i feel like it always breaks i mean this is like my third one in three years oh really you know so Uh um if you buy one uh, it always breaks yeah. to let the public know. Right. <laughs> it, it's always like the switches always break, but I guess you can modify them before you start playing. But they just have so much built into them. But I don't think maybe that they're they're just like a weird mass produced mm-hmm. thing. So it's yeah. probably the quality control is not right. Not the best on. So you're running it through like an amp then. Uh, I usually don't play with an amp because it feeds back so much because the harp is hollow. Uh, so like yeah. monitor, you know, like I I need some. I usually have um. I usually play it like through the DI or like through the PA or whatever. But when you're recording, you're running it straight into a machine then? Just my computer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when I record it, I just like plug it into the interface and then into the computer. So then, so um, I, I know we're just kind of skipping around because I, I am like, it's like my brain, like the harp is like so interesting to me, but I'm like, don't know anything about it. So I'm kind of like skipping back and forth mm-hmm. but when you um the record you made um on the dam at the dam yeah at the dam mm-hmm. um can you talk about that that was that was all recorded like sort of field recording style right or that was like where i i had just won this crazy award that in philly you can win this fellowship thing mm-hmm. it's only for like philly artists and musicians and mm-hmm writers and stuff and they give out 12 every year to people who live in philly so and you submitted to it or i got nominated for it and then i i received it which was an amazing insane crazy thing it was like this amount of money that i'll never see again in my lifetime which is totally gone now you know (laughs) but i'll never see that in my life so i felt like i was working all these part-time jobs like i was working at a concession stand at a venue i was babysitting i was working as like a, a realtor's assistant and then i was working at the record store so i was like Working every single day of the week, yeah, <laughs> you and know, and rent was music. still rent was still like three seventy five. You know, right. it was like sort of hustling a lot. And then I got this this windfall, and so it's like, okay, man, I have to make this count because this is the richest I'll ever be in my lifetime, probably. And so I just quit a couple of those jobs, and I decided that I would take a road trip across the country, and I um I brought my harp and. My computer and uh, I just drove across the country and I stopped in a couple places and just recorded myself in those places you know like got an Airbnb um, in a couple different places so uh-huh. it was just sort of like how long did it take it took 10 days I think yeah. I gave it 10 days I stopped in Marfa for a couple days and yeah. recorded there and yeah. um, it was just did basically the Chinati Foundation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I love it there. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I think um, at my Jessica Hunley, my girlfriend, said she saw you at Marfa Miss. I, th- I oh, think. Oh, really? That's where she saw you. Oh, cool. Play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and and when you were stopping, how many songs are on the album? There's like twelve or no, like more like five. Maybe? No. What am I, I looking at? at I the, think so. Oh, I don't think okay. I've ever had a twelve song record. I oh, think I, like the, all the songs are kind of long. I think I'm looking at. I was looking at the collection on on YouTube. Maybe oh, maybe so. Maybe yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But but you, um, you would stop 
and you would record and the, the songs are basically improvised mm-hmm. based on your surroundings or, Kinda, yeah. or whatever is just going on with you at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had one specific because I saw on there and I was like, oh, Jimmy Five. And, uh, no, and Jimmy V. I know it's Jimmy. Jimmy v. Five. I thought it's a, I, I thought Jimmy Five. Uh-huh. You know, when I Roman saw numeral. It. Yeah, I was like, oh, Jimmy Five. I wonder what Jimmy Five's about. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh, um, and then I was reading, and then it then it said it was about Jim Valvano. Yeah. And uh, then I was really fascinated, interested because I'm like I like sports a lot. Oh, cool. So I know the story of Jimmy V, and I. When I listen to ESPN, they talk about Jimmy V a lot because mm-hmm. it was a foundation. And then I'd also seen the documentary uh, Survive and... Mm, what is it? Survive and... Advance. Yeah. Advance. Survive and Advance. Yeah. About the 1983 NCAA basketball tournament. Right. So then... But then but then you wrote a harp song that's based on that. Yeah. Yeah. And what was, like, what was the impetus for that? I mean, I just like listening to him give us those powerful speeches and then just the tragedy of his his death you know i don't yeah. know i feel like he was a really interesting character yeah and i was like i'm just gonna i, I was like really moved by that documentary sure you know and like all those 30 for 30s <laughs> i know they're amazing i love them you know they're Even not if just you're not a sports yeah fan. i'm not really a sports fan yeah. but like just watching those i think is really really interesting and my brother is a basketball coach. Oh, okay. So that's like my, my family likes basketball. And then North Carolina, too. Because mm-hmm. he was at like NC State, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I could, and, and now it's starting to make... Now when you said North Carolina, it starts to make even more sense because it's, it's such a basketball uh, part of the world. Yeah. But I was like... It was interesting because then I think it said like this is the first ever harp song written about sport, uh- <laughs> sports figure. <laughs> probably right probably yeah. like, uh, so i had a question that have you like has his family heard this song or reached out no I, no no you have no i interest? mean maybe i should send I it think to you them should. i've written a couple songs like um just sort of like most of my songs are just improvised but then like layered on top of that so it's not full improvisation but i don't really know how to use garage band very well i don't really know how to edit myself so it's all first takes yeah you know so i i don't really know how to cut anything out right so i just do a take and then that's if how this I, podcast is because i'm yeah. really bad with all technology oh yeah so everything stays. everything's gonna stay in here <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so i don't really know how to restart i mean i know how to i only know how to restart it sure. again yeah but so um so it's all live it's all live but then it's like layered on top mm-hmm. um no, so why did I bring this up? Oh, because I was just, I was talking about their reaching out to their family or oh, maybe yeah. the inspiration behind the song mm-hmm. or, or, or just in general, like when you go to, when you go to record, oh, yeah. how do you know you're ready to like record? Well, that's so, it comes straight from my heart. It's a direct transmission because it's just one take. And so it's just like how, it's pretty impressionistic, like how I'm feeling that day if I've just like watched it a documentary and i'm like weeping from <laughs> from this sports story and i'm just like okay it's like an exorcism a little bit mm-hmm. and so i also did that i had this um pretty bad injury a couple years ago um where i broke my face and broke my jaw yeah and um 
so my jaw was wired shut for a couple what a couple months. I was babysitting and I was carrying these um these glass bottles to the recycling uh-huh. room, but I forgot that there was a step up into oh, the recycling, no. so I was carrying these bottles like not looking down and I just fucking tripped and then you had no way to like catch yourself i didn't catch myself because like your instinct is to not break the bottles yeah in a way and so you just i just fell on my face my, and i broke my jaw it was, pre- it was like a bloodbath oh my god <laughs> terrible but um so my jaw was wired shut for two months and i'm a pretty social person like i don't know i like talking and hanging out and um so i was just like totally off the planet for two months like i didn't go out i didn't have any fun i just like stayed alone for a while but i called it my zenjury because it's like got really zen i got really like in my my like pretty happy with myself a little bit you know and um feeling at peace by the end of it um and so i was come i was getting my jaw unwired at the same time as there's this astronaut that i admired on instagram Named Scott Kelly. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know the name. I don't know the, the story. But. Well, he spent the most um, the most consecutive days in space mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. And so... Um, My was, favorite astronaut is the woman that drove cr- across country because she was having an affair with the guy and she was yeah. pooping her pants. I like her too. I like her too. <laughs> That's commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And She's didn't like, she kill... Didn't she murder the wife? Or I she tried know. to. She's like... The Tanya Harding of astronauts, yeah. or the Amy Fisher of astronauts. Where is she now? I oh, wonder. God. I Somebody know. should write Outer a song space. for her. Yeah, you should. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe she's the next one. But I wrote a song for Scott Kelly because at the same time he was landing back, you know, after having been in space for a year, and I was just like becoming unwired for a year, and so I was like, wow, we're kind of the same, like trying to integrate back into society and like being a human again mm-hmm. on the Earth, and like interacting with humans because by that time i was like super um i wasn't eating any food i was only drinking milkshakes and stuff Mm -hmm. you know and um i got to this point where i was like man eating is something that they do it was like this weird feeling where i was like talking is something that they do oh eating is something that they do people like people out in the world yeah Yeah. like other like i wasn't a person anymore disconnected from the human race yeah yeah and i was like Like an astronaut that's something that they do and like you know just seeing scott kelly's um his instagram from above direct transmission from space and Mm -hmm. like looking down on us all Mm -hmm. and i could imagine him being like oh yeah that's them down there you know like that's something that they do that's their place and like he was like drifting alone up there and so I wrote him a song and then I emailed it to NASA and they yeah. wrote back and they said he really loved it. They sent it to him. That's that's amazing. So I wonder what yeah. what didn't it, it, what didn't make me want to send it to Jimmy Valvano's well, family. It's a I don't sad. know. He's it's passed more away. Sad. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, it's not anything that I want to be for you know to be known for. It's like sure. oh she. I mean, that's oh, that's shitty. I, I I agree with I I totally see where you're coming from, but I also think that. I think that maybe they they would appreciate it. That's all. Maybe I'll do it, and I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell. But anyone. thanks just, for yeah, thanks just, for just do it. <laughs> but I did. Oh, I wrote one more song uh-huh. called "Wawa by the Ocean." Yeah, I listened to that. Do you one. know Wawa? No, the I store? was going to ask you what it was. Wawa is it a Japanese store? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like Philly, like oh, Pennsylvania, Jersey. Like okay. they have these convenience stores ah. called Wawa, oh, and they okay. have these hoagies there that are so good. It made me think of 
Cape Cod Quasa Quasa, which is a song by um, Vampire Weekend. And oh. so I thought maybe it was something to do with like a, some sort of... Uh, no, it's not. No, it's, it's just like a convenience wiggly. store. It's like, yeah, kind of, it's like 7-Eleven, kind of, but with hoagies. Right, it's like yingling beer. Yeah, It's like sort a of. Philly thing. Yeah. yeah. And so... I used to go to this beach every year when I lived there. I was in New Jersey, and there was like a Wawa right on the beach. And so, you know, it was just like I wrote it for the memories, for you know, yeah. like as a tribute to You're very that thoughtful. Time. It's interesting <laughs> that, to think of. It's interesting that you that you you thought you had this connection between yourself and the astronaut because your wire, jaw was wired shut, and then also to be like, oh, I'm in a have this very visceral memory of something that most people sort of pass by every day and don't think of as like, like a seven 11 or whatever, you know, because I remember, you know, in high school, it's like I lived in this really small town and everyone hung out at the seven 11 because there was nothing else to do on a Friday or Saturday night. So I have these very like, you know, vivid memories of yeah. like just sitting around stoned at the seven 11 waiting to see who was going to show up or before I would drive home, like, on a Friday night, I would drive by the Seven Eleven just to see if anyone I knew was like even sitting out yes, there. Yes, I just love it. So weird. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. I think you should write them a, write a song for that exact Seven Eleven. I started to write more songs. I think I ran out of like horror movies to write songs about because that's what a lot of songs are about, and uh, or like Mad Max or something like that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find it hard to write. I find it hard to write. Um, personal lyrics um but i started to write more songs about childhood and and right now i'm sort of writing about a, a swimming hole outside of portland oregon that was called high rocks that was like where everybody went and we would jump off of these rocks and it was just like you know there's older kids there mm -hmm. there was girls there there was people smoking weed that and sounds like, so you know, fun on bmx's or whatever <laughs> it is the 80s you know yeah um but uh you know just those those like really like intense memories of things that are maybe kind of mundane or whatever mm -hmm. or just everyday life but when you're that age it's it's like seared into your brain as to like I can't believe I said that thing or did that thing yeah, when I was yeah, yeah. eight or this thing that happened when I was eight is like what is kind of why I am the way I am today. You know? mm -hmm. And you have to capture that and like sort of immortalize it a little bit. That feel, I don't know. That's, that's what I feel like I'm trying to do is like just capture it a little bit. Well, and I like that about your music too, and that it is instrumental for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so then it does, it, it forces the, uh, listener to kind of make their own yeah. assumptions or you know and, I, and I, I love lyricists when when you can't understand what that mm -hmm. means but it sounds good you know what I mean or it makes sense but you don't know if you you don't know why you mm -hmm. know and and listening to your music it's like uh Jimmy V or <laughs> Jimmy Five, <laughs> Jimmy five. <laughs> what, was that? what was that robot <laughs> What was the robot? C-3PO. No, no, no. Uh, short, short circuit. Johnny Five. Oh, yeah. Really. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was a misheard. I thought I read it wrong or something the first time. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's just like, it's nice to, it's really nice to go on it. I do these like dumb meditations. They're not dumb, but these YouTube meditations, mm -hmm. you know, they're not, uh, it's not like I'm going to like some Indian guru to get TM. I'm listening to some video somebody made and posted on YouTube. But just 
to, to listen to like your music is sort of a meditative thing too. And that it, and that it, if you, you can make it whatever you want, you can yeah. make your mind go That's to wherever it. you want it to be, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so then, so talk about then, uh, what are you doing now then? I mean, you're playing so many shows. Why are you playing so many shows all of a sudden? Is it? I have a new record coming out. That's why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to announce. I wasn't, I wasn't specifically, that wasn't the plan. It's like a leading question. It wasn't the, it was like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the <laughs> what plan. What might you be doing yeah, on no, May 18th? No, I, it, it just goes back to the, the original thing of like, I'm like, why do I keep hearing this woman's name all the time? You know, all of a sudden, you know, like, and yeah. I think it just, you've just been busy and then and then of course like this this, is this the record with meg baird or no no this is a different one this is a solo take longer yeah that was out in september i think how was this recorded this was like me garage band okay i had a no i had a residency over the summer Uh which is it was at the headlands center for the arts which is like in the marin headlands outside of san francisco it's like this national park that has these like victorian you just like you're just like a government. You just keep like getting all the government grants and dude, I'll take it. You gotta like, I'll take you, it. You should be like a consultant for people to figure because everyone's just like, yeah, like I, there's no arts money for the arts or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. Well, just say yes to a lot and then also play something weird. Yeah, that's, totally. That's it goes back key. to being like I'm the only one mm-hmm. doing this thing and you have no idea whether I'm good or not. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, that's but my- that was it was for two months and it was just in the middle of nowhere. Barely was there reception, like cell phone reception or whatever. It was just like this very dramatic landscape. And um, were you there by, by yourself or you no? Like- there were like fourteen other artists and um, musicians or musicians. Not a lot of musicians, but like playwrights, people that were working on books, um, performance artists. You know, people just a bunch of different kinds of artists yeah and um did you get along with them i love them okay yeah yeah and then we i mean it was mostly solitary during the day everyone was just sort of working on their own thing which is really cool to be like to have that solitude all together like Uh that and then we would have dinner together and hang out at night but for the most part we were all doing our own thing during the day so i had my own studio it was in a redwood barn wow it was massive it's gorgeous like will oldham had also did it and he was the person that had it before oh wow i did and um and it was pretty awesome to just have that space and that so i just took all the instruments that i had like i didn't even know how to play them mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i had a, a moog mother 32 that i didn't know how to use and then a guitar like i had an electric guitar but i'm really bad at it you know so i just took all these different instruments and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make something out of all these instruments. And so that's what that is. It comes out May 18th. Who's putting it out? Ghostly International. And where, where who are they? I, I, I don't recognize them, but. They're kind of more in the electronic okay. music world, yeah. but they're sort of branching out into like a experimental music too. I, I was curious. Do you have like, do, the the people that you find at your shows are they more into like experimental music or is it more like indie rock music that all like, of it okay, i guess yeah. like a mishmash yeah because like like i say you're playing yeah. with them like they're rock band i can play with any kind of band yeah. which is the beauty of like playing something that no one knows anything about That's you know like cool, i can yeah. just like fit in and you're are you touring with ice age or are you mm-hmm. just playing yeah how many shows are you doing like 28 or something wow. a lot of shows and you drive that yourself the whole mm-hmm. time and yeah. And do you yeah. have t-shirts? 
I do. You do? I have a cool t-shirt. Yeah. yeah okay, it, I want to see it. I'm yeah. I'll show you the design. It's right. new for the new record. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like right. a serpent. Was, it's like a harp coming out of a toilet. Hey. Well, I was like, like a Metallica, like okay. metal up your ass or something, but it's like the... Huh. Don't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun. It's like a toilet harp. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, for you and your toilet it was a bad career. Me- it was a bad Metallica joke. I, wasn't, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't ask you to be on the podcast and then insult your art, but I was just, I just was thinking of like the classic like bad rock mm-hmm. t-shirt that like... I see, and then that's what yeah. it's like a harp, you know. So this one looks cool, though. Yeah. It, it has, like, a snake on the top, like, an angry snake. It looks really... Yeah, on the harp? On the harp. Oh, it's no. like so a, there is a, a harp, harp on the made t-shirt. out of a snake. This is almost yeah. exactly what I just said yeah. as a shirt. You said a toilet <laughs> harp. <laughs> I just meant like, <laughs> I meant, like, a rock and roll <laughs> toilet. t-shirt. Well, a snake, I mean, that's, like, fucking, you know, that's, like, a white snake shirt. You'll like it. I'm, I'll show it to it you. It sounds exactly like something I would like. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you were like, oh, toilet harp. And I'm like, no, I meant, like, a rock and roll thing. And then you're like, yeah, no, it has a fucking snake on it, dude. I'm just like, yeah, it's, like, the same thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then, so, are, you're not going to bring a merch person, though? It's just you alone in the Volvo and the harp? Yeah. Dude, that I guess is like so. lean and mean. Well, the funny thing, like, so I just got this new booking agent, Timmy, and he's wonderful. Yeah. He has just changed my life because I love to tour. I love to just like ramble on the road. And so he's booking just... Booking agents are the unsung heroes. Man, I love him. Ugh. He's such a good friend. It's so hard to book a show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because I know. of like the amount of cancel, like things that have to yeah. like line up as far as like, you're like, I need a friday in minneapolis and they're just like well like four people have to cancel and you know and it's right like, Fuck. i know like, i'll get back to you later it's I know, a nightmare it's brutal so he's changed your life he has changed my life he's like because i say yes to a lot he's like okay we're just gonna get you out there to this and then he's like this might be brutal for you sure. these drives look really long are you sure you want to do this and i'm like put me in put me in yeah i'll do it put me in coach hey, coach put me in yeah and so um yeah, I'm doing like a solo tour starting May 16th across the country and then back. And then I start the Ice Age tour and I go across the country and then I come back. So wow, it's going to be great. Do you ever get tired when you're driving by yourself? I do. But then like I also... My favorite thing on tour is to like sleep, sleep during the drive. Well, I have a sting. Have you ever been to atlasobscura.com? No. It's my favorite website. You should check it out. Okay. Everyone should check it out. Okay. Atlas Obscura. We'll put <laughs> it in the link. Yeah. It's so Instagram. fun. Like, especially if you're on tour. I learned about this website from, do you know that band True Widow? Yeah. I was on tour with those guys oh, and they cool. told me about this. And yeah. they also told me about this podcast called Sword and Scale. Do you know that one? It's uh-uh. like a, it's a murder podcast. It's, all it's murder a true podcast. crime. It's so They're all murder podcast. I was just talking to my friend earlier today about how he's like writing promos for this new Zach Braff show. And it's like the guy, like the idea of it is that he has a podcast, but oh, it's yeah. that it, it that he he initially pitched a murder podcast, but he couldn't get it made. So then he's like pitching a podcast about his life. But then my friend Matt was like, he's like, that's the most ridiculous. I shouldn't say what because he's working for them, but like every podcast <laughs> no is a murder. <laughs> I can't edit this. <laughs> the thing is, no one's listening, so it's like, but every podcast is a murder podcast. Uh-huh. And I was talking to some other people, and they're like, I was like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm trying to get this fucking money for this podcast, 30 for 30. Yeah. I'm trying to get this money for this thing, but everyone just wants a murder podcast, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the crown jewel of the murder okay. podcast. Sword and scale. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so 
they um so atlas obscura so that kind of breaks up the drive is like it has this button that says find a place near me and it's all the weird places you know oh, like yeah. strange history like weird landmarks like out of the way kind of unusual things like oh um where did patsy klein crash her plane uh, oh, yeah. where's the plane crash you patsy know like klein the, crashed her plane i mean i guess she died in a plane crash didn't she or was i think oh, it was I her know. yeah i think she patsy klein did she wasn't oh, flying shit. it yeah. but she um i, I think she died in a plane crash wow um but you know, like different things like that, like weird little sure. weird tourism, weird and so Americana or whatever. Yeah. Is it all over the world too? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so all you do is like press the button, and then it'll do like location. You know, it'll tell, it'll track where you sure. are, and then it'll tell you all the stuff near you. So I sort of like pepper the solo drives with things like that. Oh, go see the world's largest. I don't know, <laughs> like yeah. like weird Ball of yarn. Yeah, weird stuff. Sure. Um, I mean. I, I of course I we we love doing that too. It's just like it's always like, do we have enough time? Mm-hmm. That's the only problem because you have to get sound check and like I imagine when you show up at sound check, the guy's just like, fuck. Does he have a hard? Do they yeah. have a hard time? Well, usually, so that's why I'm trying to like play a lot is so that so that next time I come around, they don't have a hard time. I feel like you like you talking to me is like you talking to a sound person. <laughs> <laughs> Just going like, hey, don't say, don't do yeah. that. The, the, yeah. This guy, what that, are you, stupid? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope I'm I would not imagine that mean. it's like, do they know like where to put the fucking microphone or are you plugged in? I'm just plugged in. Yeah. You're plugged into the house system. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably pretty easy. Though. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. The only thing to figure out is the feedback right. frequency. So once you iron that out. Right. And then also the stairs. Stairs. Sometimes if there are stairs, then I have to have a sound person like help, help me carry it up there. the stairs right. which is like sometimes it's a fire escape right like oh, oh. man oh man that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah um and then real quick so then you and you just finished this record with meg baird uh-huh and who's gonna put that out that's three lobed and okay. they're based in north carolina right, right. but that still has to be mixed and stuff but sure. i feel very fortunate to have been introduced to Tom. I really like him a lot. We're going to work together again. I can't remember too. what episode he's on, but he's on one of these podcasts too. So yeah. um and and uh you and you guys recorded that and was that mostly like improvised too? Mm-hmm. That was basically, yeah. Yeah. And but and the two of you guys got together in the room and just like jammed yeah. and, and Tom. Yeah. We hit, had a few like loose record. ideas. Sure. But Meg, man, all live. Live like her writing the lyrics took her like 15 minutes she yeah. would co- go out to tom's like his backyard area and then she would come back in with the melodies and the lyrics just like oh my god and i, I was talking to tom and he was like i'm telling everybody meg baird is hard man meg baird is hard meaning like you know she's just amazing like, like tough tough, yeah, tough like, girl yeah, like right. when she's given a task she's yeah. like she's a genius she's amazing. brilliant so i love her and oblivion and, and oh, yeah, friends with those guys too and, and oh yeah so and i've known those dudes since like the comments on fire days and you know and then we've seen them play a bunch of times and i'm really excited because um we're gonna come see you guys at uh Wachika. oh cool yeah awesome. have you played up there before never no it's amazing yeah it's gonna be super fun I'm excited. it's a beautiful beautiful winery and like a beautiful venue to like see music and it's like an amazing adult festival Mm -hmm. where like you're not like you don't feel crowded or like you know Mm -hmm. just very chill and relaxed or whatever and that's june 8th i want to say 8th and 9th or something like that yeah i think so yeah Yeah. ice age is playing that too so oh they are yeah wow okay cool so whenever i like promote this thing then i'll i'll make sure to like 
put those little things in there. Is there anything else that you want to say? I heard you on a podcast, Which Mark one? Marin. Oh, well, yeah, you know, he lives right down the street. So you know, <laughs> that was cool, though. He's doing me a favor. No, it was nice. I was like, that guy seems really nice. I, I think when I move to LA, maybe I'll meet that guy and we can be buddies. You mean Mark Marin? No, you. Me? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's so nice of you yeah. to say. Well, then that's so it's weird true. because now we like, and I think I had the same thing where I was like, I kept hearing your name and then I said to Tom, I was like, oh, I hear this. And she's, he's like, oh, she's amazing. Like, and I was oh. like, I'm going to, I'm going to email her <laughs> yeah. and ask her to do this. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm glad I did. Cool. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>